Shall we begin? All right, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Frankly Francisco podcast. I am flying solo this week. Uh, it's been a bit of a whirlwind. Uh, it's been really good. I've been really active. A lot of interviews with a lot of different guests, very diverse, uh, different walks of life and, you know, entertainment, medical, you know, it's been authors. It's been really, really good. But today, this episode, I wanted to focus on Something that's been eating at me for a while, something that I deal with on a daily basis is, you know, in uh, wealth and dealing with people with money and because, you know, I'm in the in the banking industry. And what I'm going to say might be a little bit controversial to some of you people. Some people may not like it and some people may not understand. Uh, but uh, for me, wealth is a disease. OK. And what I mean by wealth it is disease I mean that the pursuit of wealth is a disease. It infects your whole body, affects your mind, your body, your spirit, your soul. It can affect you in so many different ways when we're chasing what we want and we're chasing certain goals. Um, there are statistics, doctor, they tell you that when somebody has wealth and they suddenly lose that wealth, it leads to higher rates of them unaliving themselves. So it can affect us in very, very different ways. Some people know how to handle the wealth. Once they have it, they know what to do with it. They make more of it. They turn it into generational wealth. Some people, once they get that wealth, this is the disease factor that I'm talking about. It creeps in there. They don't know how to manage their money. They don't know how to do the things they need to do to keep that wealth going or to keep that money growing. And they blow it. You know what I mean? Some people can't handle having that type of responsibility of having those kind of funds. And I know a lot of people like to say, well, you know, they didn't have it before. They had it now. You, they didn't know what to do with it. They knew what they wanted to do with it. That's why they spent the money the way they spent it. They spent it on things they wanted. Okay. There's a difference between necessity and want. So when people come into wealth like that and they go broke within a five-year span is because they spent that money on things that they wanted. Because what's the old adage they say, you only live once. You can't take it with you. You can't take it with you, but you sure as hell need it while you're here because no one's going to no one's going to give it to you if you run out of money and you have to earn it. And I think when I say that and I'll keep saying it, I believe the pursuit of wealth is a disease to the people of the world, not just American people all over the world. People want to get out of poverty. People want to have that money. Why do you think lottery is one of the biggest things that people play? Even I'm guilty of playing lottery. You see a number like 550 million or 600 million, even 200 million, and it's only going to cost you $2. Most people are going to take that chance, even though you have a better chance of getting eaten by a shark and hit by lightning three times before you can even win the lottery. But people still think because there's a sliver of hope to hit that wealth, they go out and they do what they need to do which is spend those couple of dollars. Same thing with casinos. And me, myself, I, I've had an issue with casinos in the past. Like, you know, you have to learn how to limit yourself. You need to learn how to, you know, know when to walk away, <laughs> know when to hold them, know when to fold them. And some people can't. They catch the fever. 
they start hitting and start making that money and they feel they can just keep going on no one to walk away. And that can be a problem for a lot of people. It's that wealth disease. It's that disease of thinking, hey, man, let's pursue, let's get this, let's make this money, let's do the things we need to do. It is a bad thing sometimes because some people are not meant to have money. And it it's, may not sound like it's the right thing to say, but this is factual. It may not be your time to have money because a lot of times when these people have money, they don't know what to do with it and it ruins their lives. Lottery winners is one of the biggest things. These people win this money and 80% are broke within five years because they've never had that type of money. And what do they do? They don't put money aside. They don't do the things they need to do. They want to live a lavish lifestyle that they can't keep up with. Same thing with athletes. When they get these multi-million dollar contracts, they're broke five years after they got out of the league because they didn't know how to manage their money. It's that wealth disease. For me personally, I had to make sacrifices chasing that money too. You know, like I told you guys uh, last year, I had to sleep in my vehicle for three months when I first moved down to the Carolinas because I took a better paying job, but I had no place to live. And I had to pay rent back when I lived in Ohio to keep a roof under my wife and kid's head. So I was chasing that, that paper too. And I made my sacrifices to get there. But, but the difference is between me and a lot of the people is, is I knew how to manage myself. Okay. I knew how to manage myself. A lot of people don't know how to do that. And it can hurt a lot of people in that pursuit of that. We're all human. We all want more at some point. A lot of us may not. A lot of us may be happy where they are. Like, look at the guy that worked at Burger King for almost 30 years. He could have probably ran a store if he wanted to, but he was happy in the setting that he was doing. He was happy to work those those 28 years and, and, you know, be where he is. He didn't complain. But there are people like me. There are people like, you know, a lot of people that I know that are not dead set on being where they are. They want to accomplish more. It's a drive that you have. And sometimes that drive can be a detriment to your health. Sometimes it can affect you because you want to push yourself beyond limits that people say you can't do. And for me, like everybody else, out there, you want to accomplish more in your life. This is a, a goal that I've been wanting to do and I've been doing it, but this is not the only goal. There's always something more that I want to do, but at the same time, sometimes you have to understand you have to slow it down a little bit, but then you get that itch. You get that itch. That's that wealth disease that I'm talking about. That's that itch. You want money because the world revolves around it. You know, I, I said this last year as well. Money should be your servant, not your master. And I think sometimes we get those reversed. Sometimes we, <laughs> the money tells us what to do and we follow. And it shouldn't be like that. I speak for myself, you know, a lot of the times. I'm not speaking for everybody, but if you look out into the world, you see what's going on out there, man. People are, are you know, going broke left and right. Crypto, biggest thing out there. People are losing their shirts right now on crypto. Crypto was up like $57,000 for a Bitcoin, and now it's down like $24,000. You know, it's unregulated. The banks are not going to, you know, jump on board with this. The U.S. government wants their cut of the pie now. You had crypto millionaires. These are like kids. You had 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds that were mining Bitcoin that were multimillionaires. And now, you know, they they... 
they had 20 million, now they're down to 10 million or 5 million. But it's not real money. It's virtual money. You have virtual ATMs, you have ATMs now where you can convert Bitcoin. Like it's amazing what technology has done and the pursuit of wealth. People are finding different avenues. Who would have thought Bitcoin was, you know, or virtual, you know, uh virtual coin was something that somebody would have thought of 25 years ago, 30 years ago, about you know, internet currency. Because that's basically what it is, is internet currency. We place a value on it, like these NFTs. Like I, what I don't like about NFTs are, is you are not the only person that owns it. You can buy an NFT, but there's somebody else that's going to have, you can buy that same NFT. So where's the value? We add the value. We place value on it. Supply and demand. We've talked about this before. But it's that wealth disease. It's the wealth disease of people wanting to be rich, finding different avenues to be rich. When you guys got, when you guys uh, have Jake Paul spending 2.4, 3.4 million dollars on a Pokemon card, that's not a flex. That really isn't a flex. Listen, if he's got the money, by all means, go out and get it. If that's what he wanted to do with his money, he can go out and do do that with his money. But that's not a flex to me, because it's something that it can lose value at any time. We place value on that stuff. And him spending that kind of money on that just to, to spend it, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I guess I'm not in that same atmosphere as these guys where they can just blow money left and right. Kylie Jenner taking a private plane to go, you know, a 13-minute private plane to avoid doing a 40-minute drive to go somewhere. I mean, do you hear that? Do you know how expensive it is to charter a private jet to fly someplace for 13 minutes? that you could have just drove for 40, called it a day. I mean, these people who have money are so out of touch with reality right now. It's ridiculous. It is. What they spend money on because they can, and there's nothing wrong with that. They can spend the money. It's their money. They've earned it. But it's they're out of touch. They're out of touch with reality. You can't tell me that a CEO making 365 times more than a regular employee but yet you can't play your employees. Starbucks, prime example. They closed a store location because their workers unionized. Your CEO's making $25 million a year, but you were upset because your store unionized. The wealth disease, you guys are making more money and only care about making money and don't care about the, the little man. And you closed the store to be petty. Because they unionized on you. That should be legal. Because they chose to have a union, you closed the store. Chipotle, same thing. They were just in the news. They had the same issue. A store unionized, they closed the store. Because like everything else, a lot of these corporations only care about the bottom line. They care about their shareholders. But you got to understand something. Things don't work if you don't have people on the ground floor. These corporations' wealth are made by those on the ground floor. These people down here want to make more money the same way you're making money off their backs. That's just the reality of it. In the financial world, for me, you can make your money in the financial world. There are plenty of avenues for you to make your money. 
That's one of the, the benefits of me working where I'm working. The avenues are there for me to make more money. Okay. But for people who are working at places like Chipotle, places like Subway, places like Taco Bell, the only way you're really going to make money is if you're a general manager or if you're a franchisee and you own one of these stores to make money. But then there's a price to pay for that as well. Most franchises, you need to have a minimum of $250,000, okay, in collateral and capital for you to be even even touched to get an application to even apply for one of these stores. Chick-fil-A here in the South. People love Chick-fil-A. Those are one of the cheapest franchises for you to open. It only costs you about $25,000 open the franchise, but you still need an insane amount of about $200,000 to know that they you need about two hundred grand in your bank before they you even put an application in. And then, this, then there's not even a chance that you might get approved for Chick-fil-A. But then even then, you're still not making money. Because they own, I believe it's like you get six, you, they get 60% of what you make. You're only taking home 40. And don't get me wrong, 40% is uh, better than no percent, especially for a franchise where you know you're going to make your money. You know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, if you opened a McDonald's franchise, if you were open, if you opened a McDonald's franchise, you were a franchisee, you were guaranteed to make at least a million dollars in your first year in profit, not gross sales in profit, in net value. Things have changed now. You got franchisees now that are voting right now, no confidence for the CEO of McDonald's because they don't like the way things are going right now with the franchise. People are not making money hand over fist like they used to. We're giving money out left and right to, to Ukraine right now. We're giving money out to different countries right now. And I understand it's the geopolitical thing. We have to keep certain ties to certain different countries. We have to have allies. This is how it works. But when you look at the numbers, they're astronomical. Billions of dollars are being sent overseas. Billions of dollars are not being invested here. The money that's being invested in here is to help bail out companies, is to help give tax breaks to the major corporations. This is the way it's always been. People are delusional to think that they, that we're supposed to get that kind of help. You really think they're going to give trillions of dollars to the American people? They're not. That's not how it works. We have to figure out a way to make our own wealth. But here lies the problem when you try to do that. The avenues that you take, there's clean avenues <laughs> to make your money. And there are shady avenues to make your money. Look at Enron. Look at all these pyramid schemes that you got. You have people that's always going to make money. It's never going to change. Not everyone can be a boss. Not everyone can run their own company. So when I see all these people online, all these CEOs, and all these people telling you, hey, man, start your own company do you understand the hours that you have to put in when you're building something, when you're building a brand for yourself, when you're building your company up from a small business to try to become a conglomerate? You know the work that takes, the hours that you have to put in, the money that you have to come out of your pocket for to try to build something that there's no guarantee that it will be successful. 
It's all about the hard work you put in. If you're not putting that hard work in, it's not going to work for you. Some people can't even bother to get out of bed at at six o'clock in the morning. You think they're going to go in and they're going to run a business the way it needs to be run for it to be successful? No, not everyone can be a boss. Some people are designated to be what they are, which is worker bees. And there's nothing wrong with that. But worker bees that make a good enough living where they can live good, where they can live okay. Some people are not going to want to put in the hours and the grind that it takes. I've been trying to build this thing for 14, 15 months now. I'm not stopping. But everybody's not me. And everybody's not you. Everybody's grind is different. There's different grinds. Some people grind just to survive. Some people grind to be able to live comfortable. And living comfortable with some people, especially if you're single and you ain't got no kids, 50, 60 grand. If you're single, 50 or 60 grand is a sweet spot. You can do a lot with 60 grand in a year, especially if you're single. Now, if we're talking a family dynamic and you're married and you have kids, or let's say you're newlyweds, a combined income of 120000 in certain areas in the country is going to take you a long way. When people say they can't survive off $120,000 a year, that means they don't know how to manage their money because they're living beyond their means. I don't care how much food went up. You're making a combined $120,000 if you're with somebody. If you're both in that 60 or even 100,000 range, you're both making 50,000. Even if your rent is 12 or $1,500 a month, between the both of you, you can afford that. Car, food, everything. You still have time to put money in, in your 401k. You still have time to make plans to travel. You should live comfortable with 120,000 between the two of you. I was living off $35,000 a year married with five kids. 35,000, mind you, because I know how to budget down to the last penny. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody's willing to do that. So we complain that we can't make the money that we need to make. And it starts to affect people in certain ways. What are you going to do? We have to continue to do the things we need to do to survive. But not everybody is willing to make those sacrifices. Not everybody can be a boss, man. Not everybody can be rich. You can be comfortable. You can absolutely be comfortable, but not everybody's going to be a millionaire. Not everybody's going to, you know, have that mansion or have that yacht being built that they want to get built. It just doesn't work that way. We can all dream about it, but it's not reality. So priorities is the biggest thing for for most people. You got to pick what your priorities are. You know, if your priority is wanting to build something for yourself, then you have to put the hours in and you have to put the work in. But not everybody can do that, you know. But sometimes we get blinded by the pursuit of wealth. We get blinded by it. Everybody wants to make money. Everybody feels like they need to have millions of dollars to be able to live happily. And that's not true. I mean, the media puts it out there. People, you know, started in in the 80s. You know, when you saw the lifestyles of the rich and famous, how these people were living, that's what the 80s was. The 80s was exodus. The 80s was excess. I'm sorry, it was excess. People living, you know, making money hand over fist, buying Porsches, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, just living that lifestyle. And it just continued and it rolled over. Now we're just living in a different way now. You know, things cost more money. People want to slap logos 
you know, name brand logos on their body. <laughs> They'll spend $7,000 on a Louis belt, you know, $8,000 on a wallet. It's, it's amazing. It, don't get me wrong. You know, people, if they have it, man. Good for you. I'm glad you have it. I'm glad you have, but not everybody else has it. Rich people do not wear a lot of name brand clothes. Rich people don't act like they're rich. Poor people act like they're rich. And that's the difference. It's like wearing clown makeup. If you live in the projects, but you rocking a 24-inch gold chain and you driving on 14-karat gold rims, you know what I mean? But you still living in the PJs, you're not rich. You acting like you rich. You acting like you have something. You know, and I said it before, when JC, uh, J, uh, Jay-Z became a bill, close to a billionaire, started making, you know, had a net worth of a billion dollars. Do you see Jay-Z rocking chains anymore? Do you see him rocking any kind of jewelry? None. You know why? Because he's beyond that now. And that's what these guys do. When they get beyond a certain point, they don't have to rock that and act like that no more. 50 Cent's don't do that anymore either. See, 50 out of the music game. 50 was smart. He got, uh, he's, he's got one foot in the music game, but he's making most of his money now in Hollywood. And that's a whole nother hustle. The music industry is bad. Hollywood is worse for a lot of people. But he knows how to play both sides and he's still making his money. But he don't be rocking jewelry like that either. These guys know. These guys know what it is. They don't have to have that facade anymore. But you still got grown men in their 40s and in their 50s out here rocking, you know, gold chains. And like, you, you got to get past that, man. There, there's another level that people are not ascending to and they're not reaching because they still want that street life. For what? If you are 30, 35, 37, 40 year old rapper, or 45, 35, 38 uh, ball player, and you're still rocking, living like you like, <laughs> like you living in the streets, man. You, that's that's not reality, man. You you're pampered athletes. You're a pampered star. There's no more street life for you guys. You've, you've unlocked what most people try to achieve their entire life. Most people can work their entire life, 30 years, 35 years, and never accumulate a million dollars in salary over that lifetime. Do you understand how, how much it takes to make a million dollars? And when these people are making eight, nine, ten dollars uh, an hour, and they're only averaging 15,000 a year, 20,000 a year, it's going to take them forever. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about net. I'm not talking about a gross. I'm talking about what they've gotten after taxes. Because you can't really count salaries. Because that salary is going to get taxed is what you get after that tax. And most people work their entire life and not even come close to making a million dollars over their lifetime working an hourly job. That's just factual. So what do they do? It's that wealth disease. Gets in your veins. Makes you act different and funny. You take your, you take those winnings and what do you do? You take those earnings and what do you do? You spend it on lottery. You spend it at the track. You spend it at the casino. You take chances. And I love how these people get on the internet. 
Oh, create passive income. Passive income. Do this, do that. What good is that going to do you a lot of the time? Let's say you go out and buy a vending machine. You still have to fill the vending machine. It still costs money to, to make the vending machine. That's not passive income. That's you working for. Passive income is stocks. That's passive income. Passive income is you investing in the stock market and sitting back with that initial investment and sitting and leaving it alone and watch it go up. It's going to fluctuate up and down, but that's passive income because that's money that you're gaining on something that you just sat there and let it go and just left it alone. When you start a business, that's not passive income. That's you putting in the hours and the work to make that work. A carpenter, he makes his living off building with his hands. Electrician and plumber, these guys make really good money. 200000 250000 a year. They're not millionaires, but they're damn sure living comfortable. But guess what? They work and grind for that money. Do they want more? Of course they want more. Everybody wants more. Well, the majority, I won't say everybody, because there's people in the world that have nothing and that are some of the happiest people in the world because they don't value material things. And that's the thing with me, and I've said it before, I don't value material, okay? I don't want material. I just want to travel. I want to see the different, I want to see the world. I want to see different cultures. I want to enjoy life with my wife and my kids and experience things. You know, cars don't mean anything to me. Jewelry doesn't mean anything to me. It's That's just me. But not everybody's built like, people want to look fashionable. People want to rock, you know, $8,000 pair of shoes. They want to rock red bottoms because it's a name brand. But a name brand always starts off as a small business. You don't just become a sensation overnight. You have to build your brand. I can't put a clothing line out and say, hey, man, this is my new clothing line. Everybody go rock it. No, because I, I'm what I'm doing now, what I'm talking to you guys and with this podcast is I'm trying to build my brand. So when I do bring out projects and I do have things that I can say, hey, listen, you guys have known me for quite a while. You know the kind of person I am. This is my new product that I'm bringing out. Go check it out. It's affordable, you know, clothes or, or this or that. Because you know the brand already. And I think a lot of people, they think they get successful because they're on TikTok, you know, and they're posting videos. TikTok doesn't pay creators like that. Facebook doesn't pay creators like that. YouTube pays creators well, but you have to be at such a high level on YouTube. It's amazing. But some of these creators on YouTube are making 20, 40, 50, $60,000 a month in revenue. But they put that work in time and time again. For me, social media has been the biggest thing for me, you know, drawback. I can't afford to post five, six videos a day, even if they're small clips. Can't do it. I put up my videos once a month. I'm sorry, once a week, I do my podcast once a week, put my videos out, promote my stuff. Uh, but I can't, like every once in a while, I'll get on there and I'll, I'll do a video. But create content creation is hard. But if you want to make your money, you need to continuously keep making content because people attention spans are really, really short these days. You know, you can fade, in, uh, fade into oblivion at any point and people will be done with you. But if you're consistent, you know, you'll see your numbers start to rise after a while. It takes creators years to get where they need to be. It can take podcasters years to get where they need to be. 
But a lot of times that wealth disease creeps in and people want to make their money fast. So what do they do? They inflate the numbers. They buy followers. They buy likes. They buy views because then they can start getting sponsorships and then they can see some of those dollars come in. But that's not organic. That's not real. That's you. But sometimes you have to cut corners to get where you need to be. And by that time, you really haven't built an audience. At the end of the day, prioritize what it is that you want to accomplish and you want to do. Don't rely on what the next man is telling you. Pursue what you need to pursue. But do it in such a way where it's not going to eat at you, man. If you're always constantly worried about money, if you're always constantly worried about becoming rich, becoming famous, it's going to eat at you. Work the avenues that you can work that's going to get you and put you in the right position to be successful. If you want to be Hollywood, start doing talent evaluations. Start going to tryouts. You know, go and read a script somewhere. Go try out for a show. You're going to get rejected more than you're going to get accepted, but that's how you learn. That's how you grow. We are our own worst enemies when it comes to that. Success comes with sacrifice. And if you're not willing to sacrifice, you're not going to be successful. You have a lot of people out there that want to give you this, uh, give you advice that everybody can be a boss. Everybody, remember, everybody cannot be a boss. Some people are meant to be worker bees. I want to be very clear with that. Some of you folks are out there are meant to be worker bees. Everybody has their place. Wealth is built over time. And those who get it overnight don't tend to last unless you have a really good support team around you. Grow the best you can. Do the best you can. Achieve what you can. And what, no matter what anybody tells you, if you found your purpose, live it. Appreciate you folks. I'll talk to you again.